Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I missed you. I missed you. It's been a long... Eva, I missed you. Oh. I didn't miss Eva. I missed you, though. Okay. Just kidding. I really missed Eva a lot, too. I kept telling my mom, you're going to meet Eva. And she's like, okay. And I was like, no, you need to be more excited. Because <laughs> I'm a crazy person. We haven't seen each other for quite some time now. We were both with our mothers. You were in a more exciting place at a wedding of your yes, mother's. I was at my mother's wedding. Linda is now for <laughs> sure and married. Gosh, yeah, she I'm is. still trying to make it happen. A lot of people clearly listen because people on... Um, Instagram were hashtagging that on the picture that I put up. I'm telling you, I made it's I a make for big, sure thing. I make big waves. Well, um, yes, she is hitched, and I now now I did now, you develop a new accent? Yep, it's southern. Actually, it's it's cat <laughs> southern. Um, no, I now have a new stepdad. Oh, hi, officially. Tom. Wait, can we talk about how your stepdad's name is Tom and mine is Tim, and that's the most? Yeah. It's step just dad. another reason why we should be best friends. It's the most stepped. I thought you were saying another reason why we drink. I was like, yeah, for oh, sure. Right. Man. <laughs> I can't stop myself. I can't stand you. I love me. Um, yeah, we haven't seen each other in quite a while. And it's so been forever. We saw each other yesterday for the first time in like a week, which in our friendship is like a century. I actually walked in the house and saw them in my living room. I saw Em and Allison in my living room and I just started yelling and they looked at me like, why are you shouting? And I was like, because I'm so excited. And they're like, Allison's like, how much have you had to drink? And I was like nothing i'm just so fucking excited to see your faces speaking of allison can we all give her uh a little round of applause because she really handled That's, the hell out of my family i still haven't asked her because i want her to come off she i want her to have a rest. rock and rolled good for her she I, I knew she would i know but it's also like very overwhelming like 150 oh yeah jewish people mainly um <laughs> it's the words very in your face and nosy and everyone wants to and get to know her at the, the first same time, time most people met her right yeah, she yeah. knew one of my aunts, and she knew my mom. And Wait, Tom. was one of your aunts Monica? One of them is Monica. She did not oh, meet Monica. She, Monica added me on Facebook today. Yeah, and Monica apparently went the rounds and added I was a lot like, of people. Hey, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't even there, but thanks. No, she knew Andrea. My my mom is uh, has two sisters, and all of the all of their names end with an A. Oh sure, Monica, Linda, Andrea. But so Allison knew Andrea, and they're. Not that they were super close or anything, but they knew each other well enough bo- that yeah, if she needed to run away at any point, she could have gone it's up nice. my Andrea. You always need that person at a wedding to be like, oh, oh my God, there you are. And during Christmas, she met my hometown friend, so she knew she could run to them too. So she knew some people, but when it came to all my immediate, right, my extended family, she really nailed it. And there were a lot of people. She's such a charming girl, though. I know. Every, I know everyone she doesn't like when end, I say girl. She's a charming woman. Everyone, uh, no pressure to me, 
kept pulling me aside being like oh so you're gonna marry her right and i was like uh. oh yeah allison kept saying everyone called me their in-law yeah <laughs> the second my grandpa met her was that we were at a restaurant and ordered i think for her and was like oh my granddaughter would like this and i was like allison oh, is that way though she's like the most charming <laughs> human i remember when she met like my stepdad and family and we brought this up yesterday because she came over and my stepdad was here and he's like i don't think i've seen you since i moved christina into dc in when she was 18 yeah like literally 10 years ago and i just remember like allison was just like the life of my family's <laughs> evening like getting she really frozen the yogurt she really does she's so good at it she's so charming and smiley i know i That's love how, her. how she got me oh what a gem also our anniversary was this week yeah well our anniversary was two weeks ago not yours and mine allison's and mine Okay, but this was also the anniversary of the raging UTI, so I don't know if you remember that, but I sure do, as we all just might. So and literally everyone remembers that. That was a good time. No, it wasn't. Uh, that was the no, worst it was time a terrible possible. time. I remember hyperventilating in the car, truly thinking not only was I dying, but on my first date with my girlfriend, I was peeing my pants and she was watching it happen. And mm. I remember wincing for an entire hour in the woods because we were lost trying to find a hospital. And I was just telling her, one day this will be really funny. It's just not today. <laughs> it's I remember so when painful. you came and relayed the story on the podcast, and I was sitting there like, oh, oh it was Because all I kept getting was texts like, just wait. Just wait for the recording. And then <laughs> you were like, yeah, I just kept sitting there muttering to myself, one day it'll be funny. And the day has come, and it's the day hilarious. Has come. <laughs> but wow, I, I've truly, there are a few times in my life where I was convinced I was going to die. But that was the only time I was ever oh! convinced I was going to die, and I was convinced I was peeing my, my pants. <laughs> makes my body hurt. It was it was just the worst. Um, so that's that. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad you're still together after that travesty you guys started. You off. can't break up after you that. She's seen too much. Too late. You can't let her leave. I didn't. I knew her for maybe a week, and I was like, I'm peeing, and you're watching. I'm sorry. In the woods, not <laughs> nope, even just in my car, in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and she even told me. I remember the conversation. She was like, Look, I know we're new, but if you need to pee your pants, I understand. I mean, but that's when you know someone's like know. the real fucking deal. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy. And you guys are two of my best, best friends. So I'm very happy. And I'm just so happy. That's all. Um, speaking of injuries, uh, Gio also injured himself this week. So it seems to be one of those uh, times. Mercury's in retrograde, I hear. Scorpios are struggling. Um, <laughs> I guess Allison's not. What is Allison? She's a Libra. Oh, duh. She's not suffering. You, she wouldn't, you wouldn't date a Scorpio. What am I talking about? Hey, come on. So Gio uh, got a thorn that apparently went and blaze didn't tell me and i only found out today because he fucking didn't tell me which he thinks is good because then i won't freak out but then i found out later and then i get 10 times more freaked out the thorn went into his paw like five days ago and then went all the way through his paw like to the top like through the pad all the way to the top through the top of his foot and then got infected and i I was like, he's hurt. And Blaze is like, no, he's just fine. And apparently he was just saying that to comfort me. And I'm like, don't fucking comfort me. Take him to the goddamn vet. He did take him to the vet. They shaved his little paw. And they fixed, they they sedated him and stitched him up. And he came home and just kind of was really drugged out for a while and really drunk on anesthesia. And he had his cone and he kept walking into every doorway. And (laughs) Juniper kept trying to climb into the cone and sit in it. And it was just quite a... But today he came home and had his like cast off and he mm. had it all shaved and there was like a big cut and I just burst into tears like my baby <laughs> and my mother's visiting. and She's like, God damn it. Like <laughs> she goes, I'm literally gonna have to move to California when you have kids because you you can't do it like this is you can't even handle your dog getting a thorn in his paw. And I'm like, I can't. So that's why I drank this week. Um, I felt 
too far apart from Geo. He got injured while I was away. And so apparently <laughs> the, our worlds aligned and yeah. the spirits said I needed to also be injured. And so I broke two of my toes while I was home. Fucking hell, Em. So me and Geo are one once again. And Em sent me a real nasty text saying like, you do not ca- take care of my nephew. I was like, not that way. Not no, like this. Not no. here. And that got a lot of attention, which I didn't like. Um, you posted it. I know. I thought it would be funny. And then everyone was like, yeah, Em's right take custody and i was like what no that's not what i meant i was like no em's a crazy one and they're like no em needs to take custody of geo and i was like this is sweet babu anyway that's all i got um also just want to add before we get started that we do we're coming to nashville in less than a freaking month which we're so pumped august 3rd and august 4th we're dragging eva with us yes she (laughs) she seems excited about the dragging she's also forced to be with us in a super hot room so who knows what she's really thinking yeah for everything that uh we've amounted to christine still does not have air conditioning in her house and i'm truly disgusted by there it. is but you just can't blast it because it'll mess up the microphones m it's for our listeners we're suffering for them i hate it <laughs> well find me another podcast studio and we'll go there <laughs> jesus christ also we're going to nashville all the vip tickets are sold out so if you guys want to grab a ticket please do because um they're going fast apparently uh, august 3rd and 4th go to uh, our website and then hit tour and then we're also we just signed up to do a show in hollywood again in september, september 23rd yes correct and it's um a 7 30 on a sunday and this one actually we're not doing like live meetups with like just like kind of out in the open anymore so we're actually doing kind of like more contained ones so if you guys want to get like a vip or dinner ticket those are available and those have not sold out yet so go grab those when while you can and we will be selling merch i think so we're yeah i think so we're gonna be selling merch at that one because we haven't sold merch yet at a live show yeah but uh i do want to say we're sorry that we're no longer doing the the live meetups after the fact it just became very mentally taxing and like security wise it just didn't it wasn't a good idea yes we had some we just it's getting to a point where now we just have to think about our safety so (laughs) yeah and our like mental sanity because we were staying out till 2 a.m on a work night and yes just really suffering (laughs) yes so and we love you very much so we it's not you it's it's us it's not you it's we just we can't do it anymore so hence the vip tickets we still want to meet you guys we just have to do it in a more structured way so and blaze's aunt lisa lampanelli the comedian was just like you're not fucking doing that anymore you're gonna get <laughs> stabbed and i was like uh-oh so anyway i mean we do have a show about true crime so i was like that'd be Let's good to find out the hard that'd way be a good episode but no yeah we're not allowed to do it anymore yeah but- it'll be a good episode when i have to be on here <laughs> by myself and i'm like eva you want to join on because we need an understudy what if eva plans it all so she can take over oh there it is this is a great story yes Let's write a novel eva write that down also em you got to post it and that's where we draw pics because if i get one more fucking private message about that i will i know kill everyone i know it's and now it's too late like people are just like forget i know i know i know i know i know or just send them to me and i'll post them okay well okay i'll try text listen my phone is the most fucked up thing on earth i can't post things on instagram to post don't Don't tell me tell the listeners listeners to post the last two pictures on instagram i had to steal my mom's phone and post them on instagram because my phone no longer lets me do anything with pictures photos okay we'll figure it out but they're coming just stop yelling at me everybody oh okay yes not you everybody else sorry um also priscilla this might may or may not make into the episode depending on what happens by sunday priscilla one of our mods who's like helped us a lot and Mm -hmm. gave us the i love lump slash i love lump lamp wine glass (laughs) and all that good stuff and the infinity gauntlet yes um so she found a dog on the way home in anaheim on the way home from work and he doesn't have a microchip or a collar or anything and they're looking for a home so he doesn't get euthanized so if you go into our facebook group and um look up priscilla hernandez she has posted about him um she's gonna let me know whether to keep this in on sunday or not and i'll just be like eva take it out 
or Eva, put it in. <laughs> okay. So that's that. Anyway, I'm ready for a ghost story because I've missed them so very much. Okay. Well, unless you have anything <clears throat> else to say. No. Great. I don't think so. Oh, well, yes. One thing before we forget, we are doing our Facebook live on the 22nd this month. I always forget to mention that. So. July 22nd. Um, it's and a Sunday. So it's a Sunday and it'll be a three o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Correct. And we'll make an event for it in the yes group. But just so everyone is aware in advance, because usually we tell you literally the day of the day of. <laughs> Assuming you listen to the show <laughs> before you like, find us. And like, wait, I couldn't, I didn't know. And we were like, that's our bad. And that's why We Drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017, um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So my story today we have to thank my boss. Okay. Renee? Renee. Yeah. Thank you, Renee. Um, she jokingly brought this up, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to do a story about that. And then I looked into it, and I was like, oh, I'm actually going <gasps> to do a story about this. What is it? So when she was in fifth grade, one of her like class projects was they were studying Colonial Virginia, which <laughs> Eva, hey. and I, Eva and I love very much <laughs> close to home because we're both from VA. That's right. Their job was they were their job in fifth grade was that they were <laughs> their career paths <laughs> their uh social security was going they 
Um, they were recreating Williamsburg as a class, as a group oh, that's project. Fucking precious. And so they were each given different roles in Colonial Williamsburg, and they even had to build their own houses out of cardboard. Oh um, my! Like very detail oriented. Congratulations! Crazy. Um, and she was a member of the gentry, and her she was given the role of Betty Randolph. Okay. I want you to remember that name. She was given the role of Betty Randolph. I want you all to remember Betty Randolph. And Betty fact, sounds like a badass, maybe. You'll find out. I'll find so, out. I'll find out. So I just think it's funny in hindsight. After I did some research, I was like, that's who you were named after. Okay, so, great. So anyway, and also I've mentioned this before, but I'm obsessed with the colonial period, especially places like Virginia, where they right. do recreations and reproductions of colonial living. And you've and said it feels like really home like i know in my soul if reincarnation is a thing most of my lives were in colonial period we're in the colonial period Mm -hmm. so that being said this was already close to home and i wanted to do a story about virginia so this worked out perfect and i went to college 20 minutes down the road from colonial virginia or colonial williamsburg so i was just super so i'm pumped for this okay so this is the peyton randolph house also known as the peachy randolph house oh so, give you a little backstory. It was built in 1715 by Sir William Robertson, um, and then it ended up belonging to the Randolph family. Okay. Hence the Peyton Randolph house. Sure. So, Sir John Randolph, he bought the house in 1724 for $50. <laughs> Me too. Which, I did, the, I did the math, and that's actually still only $1,800 today. So, to buy a whole house, Holy! which... Holy! That's, l- l- that's less than my rent. That's insanity. So anyway, he bought the house for 50 bucks in 1724 and it later, he later passed it on down to his son, Peyton and his wife, Betty. So okay. Peyton and Betty Randolph. Got it. So they're brother and so, sister. No wife. Wife. Son is Peyton. Wife is Betty. Yes. Got it. So Peyton is now married to Renee's character from fifth grade. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so, how I'm going to relate to that person. Yep. Okay. Got it. So Sir John Randolph, the original the father of Peyton, uh-huh. just to give you an idea. He was the only Virginian colonial man to be knighted by the English crown. Mm. So he was very wealthy, business elite. His son followed in his footsteps, and he was um, very well known in history, especially in Virginia history. He served as the Speaker of the House of Burgesses. He was a prominent political figure in Colonial Williamsburg, was actually the first president of the Continental Congress, which technically makes him the first president of the country. Oh, my. Um, So even before George Washington, he played a very important role in the American Revolution, and he chaired the meeting of Patrick Henry's Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. Wow. So Peyton Randolph was the man. He's a big wing. Uh-huh. Mm. And his wife, Betty Renee, listen up. Betty Renee. <laughs> um, was the wife of Peyton, clearly, and was supposedly, seemingly, very ladylike and was equally important, not so much in politics, but she's very well known for, like, her, she was involved in the war efforts and she took care of really sick kids. And so I, there was one thing I was reading about where during... uh during the war, someone needed to run out and grab buckets of water. And so she was like, you know, running in between the battles and stuff like she was like, oh, shit, a bad bitch. Right. But apparently behind closed doors, Betty Randolph was <gasps> um, the equivalent to Madame LaLaurie with the <gasps> slaves. No, M, no. So I'm not going to go into detail and really ruin everyone's lunch or whatever you're eating right now um if you would like to really scar yourself go listen to the episode about the the lori mansion where she was just the ultra worst i think that was number 19 
that was no that was the one with deirdre 19 was deirdre's oh so, never mind something it's around there it's in the mid-20s i think it's early on um it's pretty revolting, but it's also one of my favorites purely for the shock value. Um, People still comment about it. Yeah. Uh, it really just ruins your whole day. So <laughs> You're welcome. So if you would like to go listen to that, basically she was a wretched, wretched woman who owned a lot of slaves and used them as torture toys. And Woof. And so Betty Randolph was not as bad, but is pretty well known in history for the cruel punishments she would put on her slaves okay um she only had 27 slaves which at that time was a lot but compared to the lori mansion there it wasn't 27 seems like a lot too though yeah so she had 27 and some of them survived and were able to talk about what happened so that's how they know that like how bad it was was pretty pretty rough right um some actually believe that because of her mistreatment of the slaves that some of the slaves actually put a curse on the house, and that's one of the reasons why it's still haunted today. Mainly because one of the slaves, Eve, had a baby mm. um, named George. George grew up to also be a slave, and when he was around a teenager, they, him and his mom, Eve, became runaway slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get into the history, but basically they were protected under General Cornwallis um, during the uh, right before the Battle of Yorktown which I know way too much about because I used to be a tour guide in Yorktown. Oh, shit. And one of the stops was the Cornwallis Cave where General Cornwallis actually surrendered and that was the end of the <gasps> what? Revolutionary War. So, yeah. So I know too much about that, so I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. But basically for a brief period of time, he was protecting a lot of the slaves or they were under his sure. protection. And then that changed... So even though they were runaway slaves and were being protected by him, the rule changed. And then they had to go back to her (gasps) after having run away. And And as if she's not treating them poorly enough Right, now she's pissed. Right. So she ended up separating them. No one knows what happened to George. But Eve ended up surviving long enough to tell the story. And supposedly she put a curse on the house. Okay. So that's Betty Rand. That's fucking Renee's fifth grade character. I take back my thing about how cool (laughs) she probably was. God damn it. So there's that. Okay, so the Peyton Randolph house also uh, had a lot of very hoity-toity, prestigious guests, including mm. Thomas Jefferson, mainly, though, because Thomas Jefferson is actually Peyton Randolph's cousin. <laughs> of course he is. So <laughs> just for, like, you know, hangbangs and, like, Thanksgiving. <laughs> hangbangs. Um, so <sighs> you spend a fucking five days back <laughs> home and you come back with this weird terminology. Um, so today the building is made of three distinct parts. So there's the West wing, the East wing, and literally just called the middle portion. The wing. It's like East wing, middle wing. The neutral wing. Middle portion was what I saw most often. Um, it is also a national landmark as of 1970. So the Peyton and his wife stayed there for a long time, but following Peyton's death in Philadelphia, he died in 1775. So right before America. <laughs> like um, literally the year he before almost made it um <laughs> maybe he was reincarnated into america oh you know that's exact eva write that down i think that makes sense that's though. it like okay. you know when people die and then they're like my family my grandfather maybe one died. of my past lives i died and turned Shit, into canada that's it we figured it out all right you're just adding on to my cool theory with your own personal personal story <laughs> that you want to be true i so badly though i know i'll let you have it okay so Get this. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're going to get kicked out of this. I already know you're going to get kicked out of this. So. <laughs> okay. When Payne Randolph died the year before America. Right, right. Before he became America. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what they did to his body? Oh, no. Uh, they put it on a flag. I don't know. 
Wow. No. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Um, so he died in Philly, and they wanted to send him back to Williamsburg for a proper, bur- proper burial. But so at the time, sending something from Pennsylvania to Virginia, which is only a couple states away, mm. took a long time. So to essentially embalm him, they pickled his body in oh, a barrel. Oh, come on. They put him in a fucking pickle barrel? Yes. No. And they, I was telling Renee today, too. I was like, can you imagine being the person with a crowbar knowing you have to pop the yeah, top of that uh, barrel? And like a sloshy pickled body. Fuck, dude. Falls out. Just a really salty, shriveled body. Ugh. That's foul. They just were brining him. Earlier today, I ate daikon, like pickled radish. Uh huh. And it, my friend goes, it tastes a little bit like sushi. And now that just grosses me out even more to think of a pickled <laughs> human body. It's disgusting. At least she didn't say, tastes like human. Tastes like a pickled body. So, uh, so that was just a fun fact. It's so fun. Thank you. So it got, he got sent back to Williamsburg and had a proper burial. The books that he had in his possession um, ended up getting passed down to Cousin Thomas Jefferson, and those books ended up being some of the first books in the Library of Congress. Wow. So Peyton Randolph is like kind of like an, like, unless you're a history buff, no one really knows what's going on with him. He's in it. So after his death, um, his wife, Betty, resided in the home until her death in 1782. Mm-hmm. Right before she died, the house was also used as headquarters for the French forces, um, right before uh, the French and the Americans uh, moved into Yorktown to surround General Cornwallis at the Cornwallis Cave on Yorktown Beach. It's fine. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not smart about a lot of things, but like, no, this go. is it. Nobody's stopping you, man. Go it's for it's it. my hidden talent. I know way too much about the history of Yorktown Beach during the war. Please. Um, so the home was later owned after, um, after the Randolphs passed away mm-hmm. and the house got moved around to a couple other people, but the home was later owned by the peachy family. Hence the peachy Love Randolph that. house. Um, and they ended up moving in in 1824 and the matriarch, her name was Mary Monroe peachy. And when the peachy family took over, the house also became a hospital for wounded soldiers. And there was a, weirdly a lot of deaths during that family in the house oh so one of the peachy boys was climbing a tree and the branch broke and he fell to his death <gasps> uh, this is why i don't climb trees okay it's not because i'm not physically capable did you see at my fourth of july party two people climbed trees yesterday and i had like a josh and joanna were both in the tree and then josh was in the tree and someone yelled joshua tree and <laughs> then he just turns to the camera and goes Hey guys, it's your boy Joshua Tree. And like, I've been saying it all day because I thought it was so funny. Anyway, point being, then Joanna climbed the tree and was like, somebody help me down. And I was like, this is why you don't climb a fucking tree. I think I've never climbed a tree. I think I've certainly tried when I was younger. Oh, I've certainly tried to, but. And like, I think at five, I knew that upper arm strength was just not a skill I would ever inherit. So at my birth, my mother was like, you will never be able to climb a tree. My mom held me for the first time and said, never, never again for you. Don't even try. (laughs) Not once, not ever. Nope. Um, no, I really, I truly, if you told me I was going to die, if I, unless Same. I climbed a tree, I would be like, well, I'm going to die. The lions will eat me. I won't do it. <laughs> Hands down. Bye. Um, so just if, <laughs> anyway, I, anyway <laughs> I don't know how to get away from that. Anyway. I'm, like, I'm thinking of all the ways that like, I really wish I could climb a tree, but I just can't. No. I think that's why I like Tarzan so much when I was little. Cause I was just so impressed. Oh, me too. I was like, how can you do that? And how can it's I? It's not like you're a cartoon. No, it's not like it's not real. So, okay. So anyway, he clearly also could not climb trees and sure. he fell to his death like sad, I would. So, sad boy. Um, there was a young girl that lived on the second floor um, in the Peachy family and she fell out of her window <gasps> to her death. Baby. And there is another relative of the Peachy family that um, commits suicide in the drawing room. Oh my God. After the Civil War, 
A young orphaned soldier also stayed with the Peachy family, but he died of my favorite consumption. Mm. Remember when you were like, does that mean eating too much cake? And I was like, I yep. literally thought I could possibly die from consumption. Oh, um, I was like, that's an easy, that's an easy death. It's one of my favorite episodes. Not climbing trees and eating a lot of food. That's, that's consumption. If I easy. ever heard it. Climb a tree. Yeah. <laughs> a, a tree a day keeps the consumption away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that old wise tale. <laughs> so are you just eating... What I'm, is that? Listen, I'm hungry. It's not good, though. What is it? I don't know. Is that cheese? I think it's ginger. Ew. It looks like Parmesan cheese. Uh-uh. Ginger, I don't like it. <laughs> Just drink it with the wine. Bah, bah, bah. I have a La- LaCroix. Oops. I missed the trash can. Someone will clean it later, and that will be me. I thought you were going to say Eva, and I was like, whoa. We Eva, didn't... clean my spitty ginger off the Eva, floor. Eva, I spit ginger on the floor now. Get to it. Get it. Don't. Please don't touch oh, it. Eva, I just got LaCroix in my eye. Wipe it out. <laughs> Um, what did we do before Eva? I don't know, but everyone can go to ZipRecruiter and find your own Eva. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Oh, okay. Boy. So we're almost done with the history, guys. I know. I'm just like really not good at this. Um, You're great at it. Wow. Thanks. You are. You were a fucking tour guide. I, yeah. You should have seen me on that Segway, I man. Wish- <laughs> oh, yeah. This was where I was also a Segway tour guide. Also, the fun thing York is Town Emily Beach. kept t- texting me like, oh, here's a Segway, like a Segway into this topic and like jesus christ christine here's the thing okay let me just start it out first i'm an idiot (laughs) i laughed so hard (laughs) i never knew that the segue that you ride was spelt differently than like the phrase segueing into another conversation yes very different i had no idea that it was spelled like segu it's not spelled like segu it's spelled like segue which is the word but okay i always thought that like the term segue like in a conversation no, was w- spelt just like the one that you ride i mean like, i know i learned that real quick when you texted me twice in two days about segue and i was like ha that's so funny and then i was like oh i'm just not kidding i didn't get why you were <laughs> laughing i kept saying like oh i don't know how to segue into this and i was typing segue. and it would capitalize it like the brand and i was like oh that's funny because i'm used to ride segways <laughs> yeah but she kept saying oh that's funny and i thought she just meant that like it was capitalizing itself i was like i guess that's funny and then eventually christine was like do you realize it was that's so not- awkward i had to be like hey like just so we're both like laughing about the same thing she's like just so you know like that's not how it's spelled and i was like i am a 26 year old human so being funny. It's- and i rode segways for a living but and i had no idea that-, that that was a play on words it's just funny that- yeah they changed like wet like seg okay well. segue segue no segue segue it's not segue it's a word I, you could change it i really want. for the rest of my life it's just gonna look like segue because i grew up never segue! i had no idea that that word existed segue, it's a french word mr french i speak french all the time i'm sorry all right i'm sorry je suis désolé okay yeah you can do that all you want but okay i can i just can't say segue. it just cracks me up every time you talk about segues now <sighs> sorry to ruin it let's keep talking about people dying i oh, feel i feel safer there we're in a safer space when we do that i feel like i actually know more about dead people than the word segue <laughs> even though i wrote them for, oh like, i know you years. know more about <laughs> um okay so anyway back to death a confederate veteran also attending the college of william and mary um when he was he was living at the peachy house and he was also going to college and suddenly and mysteriously fell ill and died in the house. Oh, no. So he's no. like the fifth person to die. That's a lot. Um, that's not including like the soldiers because this was also a hospital. These are like actual. Just like family members. Deaths, yeah. yeah. Um, later on, two men staying at the house ended up getting in a fight and shooting each other to death. Cute. So both, they shot each other like, to death. Like they both went bing bang and then they both died at the same Boom. time. Boom. Hit the floor. Got it. So 
um, since its construction in 1715, about 30 people have died in the house. And that does not holy shit. That does not include um, some of the unreported soldiers that also died on the property. And of course, it does not include the native burial grounds. Oh fuck! That were all disturbed during the building's construction. So it's literally thirty just that just thirty immediate reported deaths. Yes, Jesus, thirty proper. Oh, (laughs) thirty proper. So, um. A lot of people think that either the building is haunted because of the curse from Eve, Betty's slave, right. or because of the disturbed Native remains during the construction. So there were Native American remains and people all buried on the east side of the yard. Um, apparently, when they were digging up foundations of the house, everything was disturbed. There was actually a story I read. So, okay, here's the thing. In 1940, <laughs> they were doing construction to build the colonial national historic parkway right and so they ended up having to dig near the foundations and stuff like that Uh, one of the stories i read was that they actually dug so close to the foundation of the building that water in the ground actually started like pouring into (gasps) a basement of the house that house it was something like when they were digging up the basement Right. Or when they were digging up the ground for the basement to put a basement in, they already had removed a bunch of artifacts that they had found oh, no. to put a basement in. And they were like, oh, we don't need this stuff. And so the people who were moving into the house were like, oh, well, we'll take the artifacts that you found in the place that was the basement and we'll just put them back in the basement so they're in the same area. Sure. Um, so we're just going to disturb it, build a basement, and then put it inside the basement so it's oh, still technically for underground. Fuck's sake. And then in 1940, when they were doing construction for this parkway, they ended up knocking over the foundation <gasps> and water started flooding the basement. So all these artifacts <gasps> got doubly ruined oh, no. and got doubly disturbed. And then the woman who was living there literally didn't know what to do with these old artifacts no. and didn't care if they were artifacts. So sold them to tourists. Bet you made a lot of money, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's like some straight up like Disney original but movie, also, though, like, you could- of like just like. Oh, he- here, tourist, here's this wonky little thing that's going to curse your whole family. Here's this little, what do they call it? Whatchamacallit? What are you making that face for? Warm LaCroix is so bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Sorry, what were you, I'm sorry, that was just the first time I've experienced that, so. It's not It's like a baby with a lemon, I was like. Bleh. It's like uh, anyone with a lemon, really. <laughs> uh, um, okay, valid. I don't know, it just sounds really like, couldn't you make more money selling it to like, uh, well, here's a geologist or like she a, wasn't selling it like they were like rare artifacts. Just she like, was just like basically garage selling here. Them. Have this for 10 bucks. Like it got ruined and the water damage. Take it like to a point where something she wasn't selling. She was just giving away to tourists. That's wow. OK, so um, basically native remnants got messed around with. Mm. Um, there were also graves that were discovered and that also had ancient pottery in them and they were found and taken out of the ground and sold or gifted to tourists. Um, <laughs> gifted to tourists. Nice. Gifted. Very nice. Okay, so here's the ghosts. Okay. I know that's what everyone came here for. Wow, that was just a lot of banter. Bring me the ghosts. So in 1824, um, a French general of the American Revolution, he stayed there one night and woke up to voices all screaming his name <laughs> at different times as Ugh. if a crowd was trying to get his attention. Wait, what was his name? Marquis de Lafayette. Marquis de Lafayette. I remember him from history class. Marquis well, de Lafayette. Or we were, were they just chanting, we're Marquis de Lafayette. We're supposed to scream it or whisper it? No, they, he woke up to a crowd screaming. Okay, it. I'm not going to scream it. Nobody wants to hear that. Okay, so um, so he woke up to people screaming his name. Great. Um, 
and in the middle he's who he woke up and no one was there though like he woke up like he was on a stage and people were screaming his name and then no one was there that's terrifying um then he felt a hand rest eerily on his shoulder Mm -mm. and then he felt a second hand press into his chest Mm -mm. ew um there is also reports of a glowing male figure in one of the bedrooms and you can hear heavy boots stomping through the halls and children giggling yeah uh -uh. um one guest in 2015 wrote my friend shined his flashlight into the window on the first floor and we were looking around. I guess I was the only one who saw it, but there was a small ball, huh? like the size of two fists, and it started at the top left corner and went to the bottom of the upper flight of stairs huh? and then to the ceiling and disappeared. So there's like a light, a ball, oh, like of an light orb type thing that like just runs around different directions of the house and then Fuck. fades away. Guests will also on on ghost tours because obviously they have ghost tours. Guests will regularly pass out or have medical issues in front of the house. Oh. A lot of people will pass out, convulse, or have bloody noses. Do people have to, like, sign a waiver? No, I think, like, can you imagine? Okay, when I was a tour guide, if that was, like, a regular thing happening, I would have not been a tour guide. Yeah, I'd be like, nah. Everyone's nose is just bleeding all the time. So, um, the building also served as a home, like a boarding house, Mm -hmm. um, back in the 60s. And guests would run out in the middle of the night claiming that people were violently shaking (gasps) them and tugging on their arms and legs. Oh, my God. They would also see um, shadow men standing over them in their bed. No. One guest said, I was resting comfortably when awakened by the peculiar feeling that someone was tugging on my arm. Naturally, I assumed I was dreaming, so I rolled over and went back to sleep. A short while later, I was being shaken violently. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I could see that I was completely alone. (gasps) Oh! There were sounds of, um, people hear sounds of knocking coming from inside the house, inside the walls, and inside your bed. Ah! Um, people will find furniture moving on its own. Um, they walked into, they will walk into a room that they just left and see that the furniture has disappeared out of nowhere. Disappear? Where does it go? Like, they just, they just the leave. Fuck? They just leave and Eva and the burrow couch, hashtag ad, are gone. Hashtag <laughs> Um... <laughs> So Eva, if you still are goddamn burrow couch, I swear <laughs> to God, you will also hear the sounds of children playing and running across the floor. Okay. The second floor of the house is considered the most haunted because that is where people feel like they're getting pushed downstairs. Good. A woman has been heard singing in the backyard and security has claimed that they have heard her singing right into their ears. Mm um an alarm this is a cool story an alarm went off in one part of the house and so the security it was like a fire alarm so the security went to go see if there was any fire or smoke and they couldn't find anything but they did when they got in because all the doors were locked and they couldn't break in for some reason like the whole place was barricaded and keep in mind this is an empty part of the building so it shouldn't be hard to unlock but they had to break a window to get in and what they did find was a fire extinguisher resting right in the middle of the floor. Uh-uh. And its contents were completely emptied around it. Ew! So, like, it had sprayed a perfect circle. Ew! And sitting clean in the middle. Uh-uh. It said that the spray pattern was a controlled circular pattern. Oh, my God. And the extinguisher was completely empty all the way through, and the pin had been removed, but nobody ever found it. Oh, my God. When they actually picked up the extinguisher... There was nothing on it. There was like no discharge or back sp- <gasps> like backsplash spray. Like it was what? a perfectly clean, Ew. empty fire extinguisher sitting in a perfect circle of its own, like Ew. the anti-flame material. Yeah. So it was resting in the middle of the room and had been placed. It had clearly like been picked up and placed in the middle. Right, right. Oh, and then apparently because the, I guess 
the way that if someone had set it right in the middle of the floor and then held it while it was on the ground and rotated it while spraying it, you would have seen spray against the walls and like hit like underneath sure. the door or something. But it was almost like there was some like hidden barrier. It was a perfect circle. It just like, like emptied it. Like the edges, oh. the edges of the outer circle were perfectly even. Like Yuck. there was no spray. It was like a perfect circle. Uh, there are psychics that have visited the place who say that there are uneasy feelings on the stairs and in the drawing room, which happens to be where one of the guys um, commits suicide. Oh, no. Um, people wake up to a glowing man in the corner of the room staring at them. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean a glowing man? Like a man that glows. Okay, got it. Um, one employee saw a spirit and could feel its anger from across <gasps> the room, tried to go downstairs to leave it. And ended up getting pushed down the stairs before she can make it to the end herself. Oh, no. One guest has said, of those who know the Peyton Randolph house, none doubt that there is something inexplicably strange about it. Too many people have experienced similar eerie phenomena within its walls. Make no mistake, folks. The Peyton Randolph house is the most haunted house in Williamsburg. <gasps> Which says a lot because all of Colonial yeah, Williamsburg exactly. is bananas haunted. Right. Um. Two of the windows glow with uh, with no light sources. Like Ew. you'll just see them glowing in the middle of the night, and the curtains will move on their own, Ew, that, as if a, it looks like a little kid is playing with it from the bottom and yanking it left and right really fast. Or like um, Juniper is just like climbing. yeah, or like there's a cat in there. How creepy! Um, so there's one woman named Helen, and she was a school teacher in the '60s, and she stayed in the Peyton Randolph house. And she slept in the room that has red oak paneled walls. Okay. Where apparently a lot of people have had activity in this room. Sounds fancy. Um, she woke up in the middle of the night to someone calling out her name, saying, Helen, Helen, Helen. Helen. And yeah, just as creepy, I'm assuming. Mm, so Except creepy. it gets louder and louder each time. Uh uh-uh. She saw at the foot of her bed that there was a woman in the shadows and she thought it was her hostess. Oh, God, Which can you imagine? It's kind of scarier on its own. I feel like she was trying to use that as an excuse, but, like, that makes it worse. But, I mean, your first logical thought would be, like, oh, it's someone in someone the in house. Someone in the house. But also, like, imagine you're in an Airbnb. It's and no you hear less someone creepy. Going, Christine. No, it's <laughs> literally no less Airbnb creepy. Airbnb host saying, give me a good review. I feel like I'd almost be like, I hope that's a fucking ghost. Please go. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'd be like, I hope you are not alive. Because if you are a real human, you're it's, probably going to murder me right it's now. It's like, okay, so I'm officially going we're to die. We're dead. Right. Okay. okay. These are the last minutes I always were wondering about. Um, <laughs> I was always wondering. I was always wondering what the last minutes would be. And I knew it was now, Airbnb's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so the woman that she saw, she realized it wasn't her hostess because she was wearing an 18th century mop oh, cap. great. And night clothing um, that great. matched. Um, and so she said very bravely what is it that you want <laughs> and at that moment the clouds happened to separate next to the window so the room lit up a little bit more and she saw that the light passed right through the body good fabulous Great. so she could see the woman like completely tran- like yeah. translucent right um at the foot of her bed and then when the 18th century woman saw that we now knew she was a ghost. She looked scared and vanished. One thing that the woman uh, that Helen recognized, though, was that the woman seemed to be moving her hands frantically as if she was worried about something trying to warn her. We don't know what she was trying to warn her about. But she, but looked, she was literally going, Helen, she was like, Helen. Helen, Helen, Helen. <laughs> oh, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So she told her friends the next day what happened, and her friend said that apparently this lady shows up to a lot of people looking really scared in her mop cap. Hold on. So the friend was just being that asshole, like, yeah, that happens to everyone. He's like, yeah, you're not even important. I mean, it's not like you're special. Congratulations. Oh, I hate those people. So apparently a lot of people who stay in the red oak paneled bedroom see a woman (gasps) at the foot of their bed wearing 18th century night's clothes. Oh, my God. Um, calling their name and waving frantically. Oh my god! I wonder if she's like just really excited to see you and is like waving hello. Like I, I feel. Hi. Hi. I, I don't want to wake you, but I'm trying so hard to I wake know you. You're up. sleeping, but like I. But like wake up so I can say hi. But like hello. Um, it's been so long. It's been a whole life. I'm almost done, by the way. No, you're fine. So there is another young couple who uh, was visiting the Peyton Randolph house, and they stayed in the red oak paneled bedroom. And they saw a woman appear to them in the middle of the night, and they were so terrified that they jumped out and ran <gasps> into the middle of the street and then stayed there until sunrise. Um, in the middle of the street? Just stood there. I mean, I would rather stand in a busy street than a Was it a house. busy street? I feel like they would have gotten hit by... I, mean, I feel like this is Virginia. They probably wasn't that busy, right? <laughs> I'm thinking LA, and I'm like, I'd be dead in like two seconds. <laughs> um, one employee came in early in the morning before her shift, and she was standing at the top of the stairs... And she looked down and saw um, a man at the foot of the stairs who was wearing 18th century garb and was sitting in a chair um, facing the window. Okay. She thought it might be another employee because in Colonial Williamsburg, you just wear sure the colonial garb. So she thought it was another employee that came in early. She tried to make small talk and she could tell that not only did they not respond, but did not want to be spoken to and just totally, totally got the vibe of like, shut the hell up um she ended up feeling so scared that she felt she needed to hide and when i guess the man thought that she was gone he stood up and then stared at her hiding spot and then faded away ew um what a creep some people also hear the jingling of spurs um from your boots from boots and some people will hear the sound of glass smashing on the floor but it doesn't sound like um it sound apparently what I what I found online was it sounds like someone broke a large mirror and all of it shattering at one pe- at one time into a million pieces. <gasps> People will check in the room where they heard the sound and nothing will be there. Oh God! Some say that the spirits that show up in the house actually only appear as one thing to one person and then something else to another Ew. person, like so, a bogart in Harry Potter. Uh huh. Is that what's called? I think a bogart. So, so uh, well, for example. A lot of people will see this old woman whispering their name in the middle of the night, but other people will see a little child. <gasps> oh, is and it a demon? Oh, my God. And some people will hear an old raspy man. Oh, uh, why is that going to? Okay. So it's like sometimes Fuck. he changes gender. Sometimes they change age. I mean, it that's so fucking horrible. But so like you never know who you're going to wake up to. You just know someone's going to call your name. But everyone gets the same, I guess, sense it's of energy same, or something. Same that's the same yeah. thing. Oh, God. Some years later, there was another girl who stayed there. She actually, this woman, when she was younger, she lived there for 50 years. This Holy. was one of the like original family members. And she moved in when she was 13. Um, when she was 13, she was sleeping alone in one of the rooms. And she suddenly woke up to a teenage girl in a white nightgown, much like the woman in a white nightgown in the same room. Uh-huh. So sometimes she also shows up as a teenager. Oh, great. Um, saw her running back and forth from wall to wall in her room. Ew! And then would stop to look at her. Ew! Ew! Which is just the creepiest. That's just the worst thing ever. She was also... Ugh. I hate it so much. So she woke up to the teenager running back and forth as if playing a game by herself. And then every now and then looking back at her while she was to lying be like, in bed. Are you watching me? Yeah. Oh, fuck no. 
Then she woke up another night to the same girl just standing at her bed, staring at her. Mm-mm. Um, quote, peeking at her. Okay, it's just horrible. So this time she thought it was her sister, so she called out and said, go away. But then the girl got closer and she <laughs> saw it wasn't her sister. No. Um, so several years later, the woman ended up, uh, cause she lived there for 50 years. So she was still there at the time, but right. she was an adult now. Her mom and sister weren't around. They like went to the store or something and she was left alone in the house and she heard heavy boot steps and then she heard the mirror shatter. <gasps> and so she ran upstairs to find anyone home and she found out she was the only one home and nothing had broken and nobody was in the house. <clears throat> and the last story I have is a security guard, um, I guess fairly recently, this is like, it's no longer a house that people are living in. It's just sharing tours. A security guard was patrolling the basement when all of a sudden the shutter doors slammed shut in front of him and he heard all the doors for his exits lock around him. For fuck's sake. He heard a large growl and he felt something grab his legs. And when it grabbed his legs, it held his feet firmly down as if he was glued there. Oh, my God. So he was totally paralyzed, could not move. He was just standing there trying to get away, but something was holding his legs. Oh, my God. Um, He started screaming for help, and he was unable to move, and his flashlight faded off by itself. Uh Uh-uh. He quickly grabbed his radio. He called for backup, and his lieutenant tried to get in, but the doors were, would not lock, would not unlock. So he was trying to kick this door down and it wouldn't open, wouldn't open. Finally, for some reason, the door just all of a sudden unlocks and it flies open and the lieutenant falls through. And at that same time, something released his legs and he was able to run around. Um, So he was released from whatever was holding him. The door is unlocked and then nobody could explain what happened. He just ends up, he's like in like college or something. He's like, I just need some part-time money. And he signs up to be a fucking security guard night shift. And then this shit happens. Like, and you're in the basement of a, it's not fair. A building from the 1700s. You probably don't even believe in ghosts. And then it's like, it's like, all you're going to remember today. Ugh, fuck. That's horrible. Anyway. So that was everything from the Peyton Randolph house. Renee, thank you for that suggestion. Thank you, Nay. Thank you, Nay. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes, to toys, to vibrators, to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. 
It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Did everyone like those ads? Wow, I thought they were really good, and I think you should all buy them so that um, they get all the money they deserve. Yes. And you get all the good stuff you deserve. Yes, yes. More importantly. Yes, yes, yes. So, Em, are you ready? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Are you all right? I am okay. Okay, good. This is the murder of Marlene Warren. Okay. Now, I tried to find an episode, like a podcast episode about this. It doesn't exist. I was like, on my drive home today, an hour from work, like, I'll just listen to a podcast episode about this story to get in, you know, the right. group get in and the spirit. it doesn't exist. And I was shocked because this is a bonker story and you okay. better hold on to your hold on riches. What do you hold on to? I don't know. Hold on to your seat. Sure. Hold on to your horses. Hold on to your, on your bootstraps. I don't sure. Know. Hold on to all those like really cowboy things you just said. Um, <laughs> this is, so there's a murder of Marlene Warren. Um, generation Y the podcast right. was also at a crime con who I didn't get to meet. And now I feel like stupid because I listen to their podcast now and I'm like, God damn it. They were across <laughs> the hall from us and we didn't really talk to them. Um, but so they did a blog, like a blog post about this whole thing where I got a ton of information, but I thought there was going to be an episode. They didn't do an episode. They're just awesome and do like episodes and fucking blog posts. Oh, wow. I know. There's we do not have that. A kind lot of, time. of research. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. So I was just very impressed. So I got a lot of information from there, but as far as I know, this is the first podcast episode about this topic ever, so... Yay! I'm a trailblazer. Yes, I think so. Yep. Um, so this takes place in Wellington, Florida, in Palm Beach County, which, um, if you've ever been to Palm Beach, which uh, Ellen Boswell, my stepmother, made me go to, it is an extremely wealthy area where they do, like, equestrian shit and all that, oh, you know? Oh, Really, um, what were we saying earlier? Genti- genteel. And gentle. Gentile, genteel, and gentle. As- also, I'm sorry... I have to undo my buckle. My pants hurt. <laughs> Listen, I took my bra off in front of everyone in the room like an I, hour ago. I ate a lot of steamed buns today. M texted me and was like, I was like, I'm going to get some, um, some, bun- what, what, some like 
steamed pork buns steamed pork buns and him goes get me three porn buns and i was like no i won't i won't do that <laughs> autocorrect is a fun game i like how it autocorrects pork to porn that's great look you don't have to know what i'm <laughs> texting all the time i mean i do because you text it to me and i don't want to know but i have to <laughs> oh that feels so much better to like have my like you gotta loosen the belt stomach naturally inflate the Agreed. way that it needs to be it, the natural way it's the natural order <sighs> so here we go we're in this like equestrian bullshit town 40-year-old Marlene Warren lived with her husband, Michael, and their son, Joe, in an exclusive, this gets even wilder, an exclusive aeronautical community called the Wellington Aero Club, A-E-R-O. Love it. Where every home backs onto a private runway. (laughs) That is the preppiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Their website, okay, so I went on their website, and um, I was like, wow, this is probably, like, really elite and cool. No, it's literally in, like, Comic Sans, and it has not changed since 1990. So, um, a website leaves something to be desired, but the the neighborhood itself is pretty wealthy. Um, So, on May 26, 1990, so that's where they're living, this family, Mm -hmm. the Warrens. On May 26, 1990, at about 10.45 a.m., Marlene is having breakfast in the kitchen with her 21-year-old son, Joe, when she hears a knock at the door. By the way, you bet. Do you know the story? It sounds so familiar. Uh oh. Okay. But I don't know it right now. But I feel like okay. I just want to watch everyone's face. Okay. It's pretty Gather wild. Gather around. Eva, position yourself so I can see your face. <laughs> <laughs> there Aww. we go. Yeah. Sit pretty. <laughs> Sit pretty. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> she hears a knock at the door. 10.45 a.m. They're having breakfast. She opens the door. And on her doorstep, she sees a clown. I feel attacked. (laughs) I knew you would. Sorry. Okay. The clown is standing on her doorstep wearing a bright orange curly wig, paper white face paint covering her entire face, and a big red nose is holding a pair of balloons. One balloon says, you're the greatest. And the other one has Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on it. (laughs) This sounds like Deirdre's drunk. (laughs) Just sounds like something my buddies would do. Uh, I like the Snow White. That's. That's a rarity also. It's so specific. Like, I mean, but it's 1990. Maybe that was like more in the zeitgeist. Right. Uh-huh, but yeah. even, but Snow White was like really old even then. That was from the 30s. Yeah. Snow White's literally the like oldest really Disney movie. Fucking, fucking old. Okay. Anyway, moving forward. And is also holding a bouquet of red and white carnations in one hand. Now, here we go. <laughs> Your faces are both the same. <laughs> so yesterday i mentioned to my so i was telling my mom about riders like you know how we've been working on our riders for right. live shows right so riders like where you put like your request for um like when you go to a live show like what they provide you with like um a clean bathroom and fruit platter whatever so yeah. we were talking about Katy perry's and my sister was reading it and it said like fresh flowers in every room. And who introduced you to that rider? By the you way, you did. Okay. Well, you introduced me to the Rihanna one, which I was like looked that up, and then my sister found like a BuzzFeed article or some shit, you know, yeah, yeah. and found all these others. So we're reading them, and Kanye's is really, by the way, hilarious. I oh, just want well, to sidetrack. Obvious. I can only imagine well, that he requests a clown with a fucking Snow White balloon <laughs> to show up at his so, door. So I, my sister goes, "Oh, here's Kanye West," and I was like, "I don't even want to hear it because I can guarantee I can make up something fucking." ridiculous stupid than whatever he's gonna say but i was actually very impressed with how much it made me laugh because it was that his driver so whoever drives him anywhere has to wear 100 percent cotton with no man-made fibers only the driver not an assistant not anybody else just the driver has to wear 100 percent cotton at all times and it just made me laugh so much because i'm like 
Eva, Who? I need you to only wear 100% cotton Who from now on. Who the fuck? Just the person driving. It I also need you to drive us. I also need you to drive like, us. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, his assistant or what. But the driver has, and it was just so random. Anyway, it made me laugh. So she went and read Kitty Perry's, and Kitty Perry said, I want fresh bouquets of flowers in every room, but no carnations. And we kind of laughed. And then my mom was like, well, carnations are funeral flowers. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, and she goes, yeah, in every other culture, carnations are what you get at funerals. Like, it, it's like a death flower. And I was like, well, that would make a lot of sense. So I don't blame Katy Perry for that. So oh, just no. keep in mind, this clown is holding a fucking bouquet of okay. carnations. Wow, this guy's really philosophical. Like, really creepy. I wonder what the Snow White balloon means oh. in other cultures. I mean, she dies in that, right? And then gets brought up back to life. Well, who's to say what death really means in that movie? She is unconscious, certainly. Oh, she does die. Yeah, she That's dies the and then he brings apple. her back to life. Sorry, I was thinking of Sleeping Beauty. Okay, so Marlene reaches out for the flowers Right? Ew, not like the phone to call 911? No, because she's like, it's 99. She's like, oh, it's like a singing telegram or some shit. Like, it's 1045 in the morning. She's like, what a weird thing to People show. People got murdered so easily back then. <laughs> she opens the door. Also, I saw the door in a video, and it's like one of those giant glass doors. So, so she like, saw what was coming. Yeah, but she couldn't, like, pretend she wasn't there. You know what I mean? Right. Like how I just look through the thing and then run away. Like, she <laughs> sees this lady, like, waving or this clown or whatever, and then just, like... Like opens the door like what? Like, oh man! And then the per- the person the clown like reaches out with the flowers. So she's like, oh that's funny, and reaches for the flowers. The clown pulls a revolver from behind its back. There it is. Shoots her in the mouth. In the mouth. Injuring her severely. Calmly drops the flowers and the balloons. And then when I'm like, drops the balloons. Don't do- they float away? Yeah, I think so. In my head, drops the helium inflated balloons for them to start from ground zero. I think it was literally drops the flowers. The balloons go that way. Okay. Walks to the white convertible Chrysler parked in front of the house and drives off. Her son, Joe, had been eating breakfast in the kitchen and watching the entire thing (gasps) unfold from the kitchen. He hears his mother say, oh, how pretty, as she reaches out for the flowers and then watches her fucking get shot in the face. And he told 48 Hours recently, I remember that being one of the most terrible days of my life. Well, yeah. At first, we thought maybe it was a balloon that had popped because it was just like a bang. And they were like. And he was there with his mom's best friend. And he was like, yeah, at first we thought it was a balloon, but then she like fell. And that's when we knew something was seriously wrong. So um, a neighbor dialed 911 while he and he had a broken leg. So he's on crutches. So he tries to jump in his car and like drive after this person. But he can't drive. His foot is broken. Like it was just really bad. Um, and a neighbor calls 911. He finally gets back home and sees the police there. They take her to the hospital and she dies two days later at Palms West Hospital in Florida. Oh my God. Um, so investigators first obviously looked at the husband, you know, cause right. Duh. Cause you do. That's what you do. So, uh, his name was Michael and she and Michael, Marlene and Michael had been having marital troubles recently. And Marlene had actually been considering a separation from her husband. And it turns out actually a year and a half prior to the shooting, Marlene and Michael's other son, Johnny. So they had Johnny and Joe. Um, and Michael was actually both of their stepdads. So she had Johnny and Joe from a previous marriage when mm-hmm. she was pretty young. So it turns out that Johnny had been killed in a car accident about a year and a half before the sh- this shooting. And he was only 22 years old. And that had like devastated her and yeah. his brother, Joe. Um, and apparently like her marriage with Mike was never like never the same. And it just really uh, put a strain on them and their relationship. So at this point, they're kind of like already talking about getting a separation. Things are not looking good. And um, Michael is initially the main suspect in the murder. And he would have lost out. So if they had gotten divorced, he would have lost out on a lot because he and his wife had around $1 million in assets. And almost all of them were registered under 
Marlene's name, uh, except for his used car rental service called Bargain Motors. Um, But it turns out he, at the time, was miles away in a car full of witnesses going to the racetrack. So he had an alibi. Uh So he couldn't have been the shooter or the clown. um, But an anonymous tipster gave the police another clue. The tipster called in and said, quote, look at Sheila Keene. Who? Dun, dun, dun. So it turns out Michael had been renting another apartment. So he had been living at another place. Oh, boy. Yep. About half an hour away from their house. And had been living there with a 27-year-old woman named Sheila Keene. Oh, boy. Uh, whom neighbors actually thought was his wife. So people sa- said she came in and out so often that they just assumed he lived there with his wife. When, in fact, it was just um, his girlfriend. Actually, she was an employee at his work, at his business, at the bargain car shop. So Got it. She was 26 when they met. Um, he was, I think, 40. And so you just iffy so investigators did some digging into sheila they were granted permission by a judge to take some dna samples after they found orange fibers similar to the clown wig in her apartment oh boy soon after that an employee at a local costume shop contacted police saying that only two days before marlene's murder a woman had stopped by the store after closing time and had begged to be let in uh the employee whose name was deborah said can you come back tomorrow and the woman said no i need something right now and said, I need to look at the clown costumes. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. So detective, detectives showed Deborah a photo lineup and she, quote, tentatively identified the woman um, as Sheila Keene, said she had dark brown eyes, dark brown hair, um, dark complexion. When investigators looked into Sheila, they discovered that she was actually an employee at Mike and Marlene's company, 26-year-old young mother living on her own. She had just separated from her husband, and her job at the business was repossessing cars, or as another employee put it, she was the business's repo woman. Mm. And I remember I used to play The Sims, and it was the repo man would come by, Yeah, and I thought that was like the grim reaper when I was little, and I didn't <laughs> know the difference, so then I the would grim repo. grow up and hear people say like, <laughs> the grim reaper or like the repo man and i'm like oh my god it's real like oh my i thought god, death listen, found I'm, you i'm so stupid i thought grim reaper and repo man were the same person. it's okay spell segue then you'll feel really smart compared <laughs> to me <laughs> oh no comment so da, 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 da. um another employee at the company who who called her the repo woman remembers that keen carried a gun which happened to be a 38 revolver which happened to be what she what uh, marlene was shot with um so next up police were actually able to trace the balloons because they were so specific snow white and the seven dwarves and yeah. you're the greatest she's really not good like i mean like not really being like subtle in a murder like oh i'm gonna dress up as a vibrant clown yep. with specific yep. balloons yep. 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 and yep. i'm yep. also yep. gonna yep. carry the gun i use as the murder weapon I'm going to keep it on me as long as well as the orange fibers from the wig. It's not like you're like, oh, um, I'm going to buy some balloons and there will be generic red balloons. It's like, no, I will buy specific ones that say you're the greatest and have a 70 year old uh, cartoon on them. Like, it's so bizarre. Everything was so like, isn't the whole point to blend in? Like, that was that is not blending, which is wild because then they were like, oh, so they obviously looked to the husband first and they're like, did he dress up as a clown? Go to his wife's house at breakfast like it just yeah was so bizarre it wasn't yeah. like she just acts yeah anyway exactly that so in a white chrysler convertible it's all just very weird so anyway because the balloons were so specific they were able to trace them to a local Publix. you like Publix? i love Publix. i knew everyone was gonna react to that because i also love Publix. sandwiches <laughs> oh man they're so good <laughs> they're so good Publix deli <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so they also apparently sell, sold Snow White balloons in 1990. And the employees there said that the buyer of the balloons was a white female with dark brown hair and big brown eyes. So, again, matching Sheila's description. So police discovered the purchase at Publix was made at 9.22 a.m., which was an hour and a half before the shooting. And the store's location was a little more than half a mile away from uh, Marlene's house. Hmm. So obviously made perfect sense. So police also had a tentative. OK, so police had a tentative idea at the costume shop from the person showing up and demanding like clown costumes after the store had closed um, a description at the Publix grocery store. And um, after so after Marlene. It was actually really sad. Uh, after two days, her son had to, her son and her best friend together had to decide to take life support off. And so, re, like, I was reading the 48 hours transcript and it was really sad. They were like, the best friend was like, yeah, Joe was just like devastated because they were saying his father or his stepfather, who had been his dad for 20 years, was like involved in his mother's killing. Right, and right, he right. was just gone because he was like, I didn't do it and peaced out. And then his mom's in the hospital completely unconscious. And then they had to make the decision to, like, pull him up, pull her off life support. And so two days later, they pulled her off life support and they were able to take the bullet out and match it to a 38 revolver. So there they had the bullet now. Um, so they have the bullet, the description at the two stores. And all this is circumstantial ev- evidence, but it was not enough to, like, fully connect Sheila to marlene's murder or anyone to marlene's right. murder so four days after the shooting two days after jonah's family pulled the plug on his mother's life support police found the white chrysler in the parking lot of a local winn dixie they raid the car and in the car they find orange synthetic hair from mm-hmm. a wig as well as strands of brown human hair within hours they had a warrant to search sheila's apartment they didn't find a gun in the apartment but sheila's estranged husband had actually contacted police weeks earlier saying that Sheila told him she had misplaced his 38 revolver. Uh-huh. So he had literally, she said, I misplaced my, your gun. And then he had called police before any of the shooting happened and said like, Oh my hey, gosh. My wife said like the, our gun is missing. Like had reported it before. Yeah. Anything even happened. So, so wild. it was already in the system that like she had misplaced it um, a month before the murder. So then what police did find in the apartment was hair from the bathroom trash and more fucking orange fibers Jesus. in her home. Which, it's like dog hair at this point. You, I was going to say, you clown people clearly know how to make a very shedding wig. Yeah, yeah we like to leave an impression. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Um, uh, reportedly, investigators did run DNA on the hair and the fibers, but it was like 1990, so DNA evidence was still really new. Um, the results were inconclusive. Prosecutors decided they couldn't make an arrest without risking too much on the arrest um but investigators were not done digging so they ran a check on the um chrysler lebaron and learned that it had actually been stolen oh this is where shit gets even weirder get ready so so bargain motors was um mike's and marlene's company there was a company called payless which was another car used car rental company that was a competitor and Payless had actually accused Bargain Motors of intentionally trying to confuse customers by booking phone book ads that were like identical to to Payless ads, which is oh my so gosh. funny to me. They would like basically take out ads that were like almost exactly the same, but like the name of the company was love like it. Love different, it, love it. right? Yeah, yeah. 
Love a good so, knockoff. Apparently, it worked all the time. Oh. And uh, basically, a couple had rented the LeBaron, the Chrysler, from Payless, but then had mistakenly gone in the phone book and called this bargain company and saying, like, oh, we're going to return the car. And apparently, <laughs> bargain, uh, bargain Motors said, yeah, just leave it on the street with the keys on the visor and we'll take care of it. Uh, so, like, they <laughs> knew full well it wasn't their car, but they would have people drop the car off and be like, Love it. we got it. And then just fucking take so the car. So shady. Like, so shady. Um, which is so fucked up. So the same night of the fucking, the same night before the murder is when this car had reportedly been quote unquote stolen. Gotcha. Um, so after learning all this, investigators went into the Warren's business. So the bargain motors with a search warrant, but investigators were not able to prove Mike Warren stole the Chrysler, nor could they connect him to his wife's murder. But they did uncover evidence of widespread fraud in his business. Uh Oh, and he was actually arrested and ultimately charged with multiple counts of racketeering, grand theft auto, insurance fraud, and odometer tampering. Ooh. And it was like an insane fraud case. Like, it was it was huge um, and super complex. And as prosecutors prepared for that trial, so then the murder, so the murder investigation was happening, like, parallel to his fraud trial. And um, at the same time, Mike Warren and then um, Marlene's son, Joe, were, like, battling over marlene's estate which was like oh over a million dollars but like joe was just 22 years old at this point and he right. was like my dad's a salesman and a like a car salesman like i don't i can't compete with him my stepdad or whatever <sighs> so he was basically left with pretty much nothing um and his dad got everything that sucks and he was out on on his own um and then in the end mike was convicted of fraud and he served nearly four years in prison um for all of the odometer tampering yeah all, all that nonsense. racketeering all the matilda's dad kind of <laughs> yes, stuff yes ex- that's exactly what i picture yeah, for sure for sure um all that racketeering uh so he serves like several years in prison um and police never closed marlene's case but as the years passed there was no sign of new evidence so they just like it kind of went cold did you just hit your head on the mic? I hit my glasses. You're really good at hitting your face on the microphone. I'm good at like just injuring myself in any way, shape, or form. Um, so ultimately, the case went cold. <clears throat> Fast forward 12 years. So it's 2012, and Mike is out of prison. And guess what? What? Mike and Sheila. So Sheila is the oh one, my God. the 26-year-old yeah, yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. Mike and Sheila get married in Vegas and then move to Tennessee together. And I read a thing about <laughs> the, mo- the the best friend... I think her name was Shirley, who was there when Marlene was murdered. It was like her son and Shirley yeah, were yeah. there at the house. And she was like, when I heard that Mike and Sheila got married, she's like, I wish someone had taken a photo of my face. Like, yeah, it was just so out there because like people were like, it was rumors that they were together and stuff. And oh then it kind of died down for 28 years. Like it just like years later. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like, and then all of a sudden they're fucking married and moving to Tennessee together. Sheila changed her name to Debbie, which she claimed was a childhood nickname, even though every single person they've ever interviewed who knew her was like, she's never gone by that. (laughs) Dyed her hair bleach blonde. They moved to Tennessee and opened a restaurant called The Purple Cow. (gasps) Uh oh, that's famous, right? Yeah. No, okay. I think it is. I'm pretty sure I've heard. It. I know there's an ice cream called the Purple Cow. Yeah, I think that's a different thing because that's like a milkshake with grape soda. That's what I thought because I looked up the Purple Cow on <laughs> Facebook and it has a really cheesy Facebook page. This this restaurant in Tennessee, and it's not the same. I don't think. No, when I hear Purple Cow, I thought I I gasped because I heard ice cream and like I got really beer excited. Float, but with purple, right? With grape soda. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's different. And there's a German chocolate called Milka, which also uses purple cows on the logo. Right. And I got really excited, too. It's not the same. Apparently, <laughs> nope. 
it's like a burger joint basically and there's it's weird because they went on their page and they still have photos of mike like serving burgers and stuff because it's from and it literally says like five years ago and i'm like facebook is so old anyway um so <laughs> they opened this restaurant called the purple cow and then they operated that for several years sold it in 2016 retired and moved to virginia Ayo. to a beautiful town in virginia i don't know what it's called i looked literally everywhere they bought a beautiful home in Virginia, and on September 27, 2017, while the now 54-year-old Sheila Keen Warren was, I guess, Debbie, was heading to Vermont to visit her mother, a U.S. Marshal pulled over her black Cadillac Escalade in Abingdon, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and arrested her for first-degree murder for the death of Marlene Warren. Oh, boy. So apparently, over the last 28 years where this case had gone cold, there were still investigators in Florida working on it and try, wow. trying to solve it. And advancements in DNA had finally, and apparently in the 90s, even though this was like early 90s, even now investigators say like they did an amazing job of collecting DNA, even though it wasn't useful at the time. Wow. Like, now they had so much evidence that they were able to like use current technology and link it to her immediately. So, oh, cool. Thank God. So, um, basically, the hairs they took from her car from the white chrysler and the wig like the car the white car that had been abandoned they were able to take her hair and connect it to her um so they finally had a rock solid case against sheila and i guess she was arrested wearing capri pants wow like platform flip i mean that is a fucking crime i know i was like i want to see a photo this is out of a sick fashion please they're the one who pulled her over fashion please don't talk about that show ever again did joan rivers just come out in abington virginia and be like get in the back of the car like probably and if when i had worked on that when i did work on that show if that is how we operated it would have been way more fun <laughs> and somebody even write that down make that a show like joan rivers and cops <laughs> oh my god a crossover episode yeah. that would be so fun can you imagine a crossover of fashion police and actual cops <laughs> No, I'm imagining it now, and it's the greatest thing. It's like, so you have drugs in your car, and you're wearing double denim? Get in the car! Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do when Joan Rivers comes for you? Oh, what a good time, guys. Oh, R.I.P. Okay, so she apparently was super talkative while getting arrested in her flip-flops and capris. She's probably Um, trying to tell us all about how she got them at Claire's. Was also wearing an aqua teal shot the tank top not even joking <laughs> <laughs> it's like out of a fucking movie it's like a description it's like lizzie mcguire's yeah lizzie mcguire's bully was like popping yes. up yes yep had aged 60 years and still thought she was a fucking badass yeah. yeah so she was extremely talkative she asked a million questions including where are we going is my husband arrest under arrest what am i under arrest for what's going on um, at the sheriff's office, she made small talk with everyone around her until she was finally told the news. She was accused of being the shooter in the 27-year-old clown murder. Mm. She put her head on the desk and declined to say another word for the next day. I like how she truly had no clue up until they had how to say fucking... it. And then she was like, oh, I should have kept my mouth shut this whole time. The whole time she's like, what could it possibly be? Oh, the murder that true, I fucking that just shows did? true just shameless guilt-free carefree after 27 years like she just was like oh she was like oh i'm off the hook so what could this possibly be what could a fucking u.s marshal be arresting me for and not telling me and bringing (laughs) me to maximum security yeah (laughs) god damn it so currently did you find purple cow oh that's it that's the teal that's the teal. Is. Oh, yeah. Aqua teal. What's the up? aqua teal tank top. Should have arrested Listen, those capris right off of her. They cut off the capris before we saw the capris, which yep. annoys me. But there is a photo of her wearing, 
Look, but she's smiling. This is also... Ugh. This one right here is her... Wife. Oh, yeah. That's apparently... The caption for that is something like, Sheila's smiling after her arrest in Virginia. I'm like, wait. I mean, come Ugh. on. That's her... She like, looks so chipper. Chipper. Like, peppy. She looks really excited about it. Uh, yeah. So that happened. So she was charged with uh, first-degree murder. Prosecutors are currently seeking the death penalty, they've said, against Sheila. Um... Joseph, Joe Aarons, who was Marlene's son, declined Uh to speak with 2020 when they contacted him. But he did tell um, a local affiliate that the news of his of Sheila's arrest was, quote, a big shock, but that the arrest has made him happier than I've been in many years. That's good. Uh, Apparently, he like really struggled after. I mean, watching his mother, watching his mother get murdered by a clown, get shot in the mouth. He literally said like clowns, like everything. I mean, can you imagine like people are like, I'm scared of clowns. And it's like, it's like, no, he's actually this guy fucking saw a clown show up at his doorstep at 1030 in the morning while he's eating fucking Captain Crunch and shot his mom in the face. Oh, my God. And um, his he basically he apparently really struggled. And then his dad took all the money from her estate. So he didn't even get like enough god. money to survive on so oh my he god really struggled with like drugs and dependency issues and right, right etc right. um and now i went on generation wise like blog post and they had like uh, a picture of his status his facebook status that he had posted like good news they finally caught my mom's killer and um so i went and found his facebook because i'm crazy and i went and found his facebook and I looked through it and it was interesting because he was posting about like all the like 2020, like every time a new like episode aired, he was like, right. go watch this. Like there's new <laughs> updates. He has two adorable little sons. Um, he had, he has started his own construction company, which he said was, um, so after like many decades of just like really struggling with drugs and, um, even trying to make a living and he went through a divorce and he had a hard time, but I guess he started his own construction company. He said, like, his mom was the one who every time something was broken in the house, she would fix it and she was able to fix it. And if she wasn't able to fix it. So that's why she got a that's why he made a construction company. Yeah. Well, he said. And so every time, like, if something was broken and she couldn't fix it, she would hire someone to fix it and then make him sit there with her and watch and learn how to fix it. So he said, like, through his whole childhood, he was able to, like, learn. She she taught him to, like, learn how to fix things. And so now he has his own construction company. And he said, like, she inspired that, which is really cool. So he's finally, he's doing really well, you know, relatively. Um, And he said that the arrest was really big for him and, you know, gave him a lot of closure. But he, he also said, like, the nights are the hardest. And I struggled for many decades just trying to even like get a good night's sleep which just well yeah fuck yeah so marlene's mother is also still alive and she thinks about her daughter every day and there was a photo of her with this was weird two paintings of clowns and she said when marlene was little she got these paintings of clowns and they were her favorite thing and she said like she got these when she was like 10 years Isn't old. that like in hindsight, like the eeriest thing in the world? It is. It's like, so creepy. I wonder if the things I love as children are going to be like my matchmaker, you know? Sugarbush the squirrel. Oh. It will be your end. Oh, my, well, <laughs> I just yes. see him over your shoulder and that's all I can think of. He's leering. Um, but yeah, so there's like, these two like oil paintings of clowns, and she's like, when she was 10, these were her prized possessions. They were in her room and she like loved them. She's like, and I can't bring myself to throw them away just because I know how much she loved them. And she said something like, every time I pass, I kind of laugh at this point because i'm like oh she knows you know like she's here with me and it's just like wow i'm sure she's laughing yeah maybe not but (laughs) uh, so sheila keen warren was extradited or slash debbie her 
quote-unquote childhood nickname, was extradited to Palm Beach County and appeared at a bond hearing on October 4th of this last year, so 2017. Uh, Mike, her husband, vehemently denies his current wife's involvement in his former wife's death and says she has been falsely accused. As of April of this year, so two and a half months ago, uh, a trial date has not been set. And at this point, all we know is that the prosecution is looking for, is seeking the death penalty. Wow. And... Um, I went on the website of uh, the, the neighborhood. Yeah. The arrow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. And I'm just scrolling through and then I see this line and it's just like, oh, man. It says, with only two attractively lighted and landscaped entrances into this community, you can rest assured you and your family will have that secure and comfortable feeling when you come home. Yikes. And that's the end of their website. And Ugh. it's like, ouch. Super creepy. That is the story of Marlene Warren's death and Sheila's crazy clown murder. Turns out Sheila also, when she was younger, used to perform as a uh, child clown entertainer. So that was her first go-to when she was like, I need a costume. I know. Oh, no. I'll paint my whole face white and show up with snow white balloons. So. Gross. That's that. Wow. I can't believe I could not find an episode about this anywhere. I was like, I want to hear yeah, someone else. Yeah, that's wild. I thought that was bonkers. I was thinking of saving that like for a live show. Yeah. Or like, but then I was like, when will we be in like Palm Beach, Florida? Right, right. I don't know. I, I thought about it, but then I was like, I just kind of want to tell it now because I know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Um, so that's the story. Wild. I like that. I was going. Okay. Um, after this ad, I'm going to give you guys the best geoscope ever. And we're going to give you some uh, oh man, some fun news. Okay. Okay. So, although Eva is in charge of our email now, I, like, a lot of the time just troll it like a crazy person. Uh-huh. And she's just like, hi, I'm doing this job. And I'm like, but I'm just going to sit here and just creepily go through the emails Just anyway. eagle eye it anyway. Because I'm a psychopath. Sorry, Eva. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, today, uh, <laughs> someone sent... I just saw in the subject geoscope and I was like, well, we're recording tonight. Yeah. He was like, I know I saw this too. <laughs> uh, and I saw this in the, um, in the inbox and I was like, well, we're recording. So I'm just going to take it and run with it. Um, so this is from Anka L, which is weird. Cause I also know an Anka L in Cincinnati. So that's kind of a strange thing. Hmm. Um, but she sent in, um, an onion Scorpio horoscope for geo today. And I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> Truth be told, you haven't been a very good father. <laughs> oh. I guess that's to Juniper. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not the f- it's not your fault that the mothers of your children haven't yet informed you of their existence. So Gio's a daddy? Apparently to babies all over the world. Wow. That means there's going to be the cute little baby puppies. <laughs> but it also means he hasn't been a very good father, which Aww. I think is bullshit because... I mean, he's been a good father. He's been a good pseudo big brother. He's been a big brother. Yes. He's been a good big brother. He's a great nephew. He's a great nephew, too. He's a great sweet bad Funkle boodle. M. Um, and what else? Um, oh, well, you didn't tell the geoscope. That was the geoscope, but I'll find another one. Oh, that was it? Just like you're a that dad? Was the un- <laughs> that was the weird onion scope. Here, I'll find a real one. Okay. So that was the onions version. Now I'm going to read you the real horoscope. Okay. So here we go. Okay, so now here's um, from horoscope.com. This is uh, Geo's horoscope. Stop trying to feel everyone else's emotions. 
and really feel your own Scorpio. Oh, I just picture him with his cone and his cast. <laughs> Stop feeling shame, He's but so then sad. embrace the shame. He's so ouchy. Being empathetic to others' needs is charitable, but you need to face the music and look at yourself. Oh, In the cone. This is so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> Make a clear distinction between your needs and those of others. Express your feelings to those around you. Ask for help if you need it. He can't. Like a, oh. He's a puppy. Okay, I'm going to start crying He's like good. a psycho. He needs help scratching behind his cone. Oh my God. Other people aren't mind readers. They probably have no idea what you feel. Oh. The end. <laughs> oh my God, so dark. That was so dark. What the fuck? You're a father and an embarrassment. <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> This is so sad. Look at yourself in the mirror. Oh my god. This is just so baby sad. Baby G, such a babe. This is the career horoscope for Gio. Oh yeah, let's see if his business is booming. People are working at cross purposes to your efforts within your workplace, aka our podcast. Yeah. Someone's careless actions are making it. <laughs> Mommy's drinking. <laughs> Let's finish the sentence. Are making it difficult for you to do your job. Yes. Perhaps information was not disseminated accurately. Approach the problem with a good attitude. Aww. He's like, look, I'm just trying to be the star. And you're really upstaging me. Oh, man. All right. Your employment sector may be a bit unstable. Move slowly and carefully and make no unnecessary demands. That is for sure. With that fucking paw wrapped up. (laughs) Anyway, so thanks, guys. That was the geoscope of the day. Yes. I just can't. Um, We'll see you in person on July. What is it? 22nd? Yeah. July 23rd. I just mean for the Facebook Live. Sorry. Oh, July 22nd. Yeah. If you're a Patreon donor, we'll see you on July 22nd. Yes. Otherwise, we'll see you. When's our next show? August 3rd. August 3rd and August 4th in Nashville at Zany's. Come to Nashville. Eva will be there. It'll be super fun. Yes. 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 Okay. Tell them all about where they can find us. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our website, and that's why we drink.com. You can also find our merch site, and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. You can also email us at and that's why we drink at gmail.com, or you can submit your own personal true crime and paranormal stories because we do a listener's episode at the first of every month mm-hmm. um you can also donate to our patreon at atwwd podcast you can please please rate and subscribe and review oh it's huge please um it's super helpful um is that it i feel like there's usually more i feel like i wasn't listening so go get our tickets for shows oh yeah come to our website and that's why you drink.com you can find all our uh, series talking you can find all our tickets there um our merch and everything our weird bios about ourselves Mm -hmm. all that good stuff is there so check it out um that's all i got me too okay and that's why we drink Woo! bye we've seen all the video call fails by now the mute button mishaps the cat cameos people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off but none of this makes fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy bitsy baby duck how do i turn this thing off it's too late fred it's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay.